Podcast. Cortez Paul is here. Kevin Carter over Skype. Good afternoon, Mr. Carter. How you doing today, sir? <coughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear that, man. So, uh, you know. Oh, 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 oh. Mary, Mary, Mary uh, basketball Christmas to you today, sir. Because yes. I know you're you're a uh, '90s baby basketball fan, yes. so Merry Christmas! Hey. For at about nine o'clock, we all get to open up our presents. That's right, and hey, Merry Christmas to you as well. You know. Oh yeah, this is my stuff. I'm gonna go put my I'm gonna go put my six time championship hat on. <laughs> yeah, I saw your Twitter <laughs> post where you said you wore the hat and. No Jays on, but you gonna wear the hat. So <laughs> no, no, no Jays, cause I'm in the house. I ain't gonna wear tennis shoes while I'm in the house. And then I'm gonna go put on my, uh, I'm gonna put on my uh, greatest of all time shirt. And sit back and enjoy. Nice man. Yep. As Kevin mentioned, the Last Dance premieres tonight. It has been bumped up um, due to the whole cancellation of NBA season. They wanted to. Which I heard, which is weird. They wanted to kind of play it, you know, on the off days of the NBA Finals. Um, Here's my thing. The only good thing to come out of this coronavirus was they pushed it up to April. So now I ain't got to wait till June before I get to watch this. Right. And I just think it's weird, too, that you got to do an offset of, of the Finals. And I get, you know, the ratings are high and everything. You want to make sure you be able to, you know, promote your product. But I was like, what? The ratings... <laughs> ratings were going to be high for this no matter when they did regardless yeah so i mean i, I just fine I, I, and i think the original plan was because the finals games would have been on what they'll be on they would have been on abc or nbc or yeah, whichever one disney ABC. owns it'd be abc yeah it'd be on abc the original plan was this was supposed to air on abc and espn because they were going to air the unedited version on ABC. I mean, the edited version on ABC because they had the finals going on, so they wanted to keep eyes there. And then ESPN would have had the unedited version. Mm-hmm. Now ESPN gets the unedited version. ESPN two gets the or ESPN two gets the edited version. ESPN gets the unedited version. Mm-hmm. So, which I'm watching the unedited version. Early. Yeah. The unedited version because they said they said if you watch the edited version all you're gonna hear is beat yeah i mean so. i mean i get you guys probably gonna have kids and watching and stuff like that so i mean that's fair that's fair but i'm glad they present that option to us to have a uh oh yeah 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 PG rating. Fake the families are going to want to watch it dads are going to want to watch it with their kids mm-hmm. and they're, they're going to want to be like son this was this was my guy we're going to watch this thing about the team that I followed when I was little. So, of course, we're going to have kids. And then they're going to be like, well, he's still not better than LeBron. And then you're going to have an argument in the house. And we all know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was about to ask you this dynamic here. What what do you think it is the whole dynamic now where, um, you know, you got LeBron fans coming out. Or oh, they, they're they coming out. But, but they're, they're out in full force and – and um, they're really running with this whole um, Jordan um, documentary where, you know, when LeBron won the title with Cleveland in 2016, then George's like, hey, release the production. Let's go ahead and get get it on the run. So now people are, like, running fire and, like, oh, we made 
Jordan did this, do that. I mean, do I think it's petty? Yes, but do do I think it's funny as well? I think it's great. I think it's great. I think it, I, it's Jordan-esque. People go, people are starting to, like, like we always talk about. There's two different dynamics. There's guys our age, especially my age, that really remember it. And then you've got the new generation of basketball fans who they don't, they may know Wizard Mike, but they don't know who Mike was. And this isn't just a Michael Jordan documentary. This is going to show you how good that whole team was. Not just Mike, not just Scotty. It was a good basketball team. Mm-hmm. But all the focus, especially now, is going to be on look how good Mike was, and we're going to compare it to look how LeBron was. I thought it was funny as hell when Mike said, okay, 2016, they want to talk about he was the greatest of all time and all this stuff because he had this thing. He goes, okay, release our stuff. Let, let, let them know what was really up there. Whenever I heard that, I didn't laugh, though. I said, that, that sounds about like Mike. Yeah, but the thing is, everybody says, "Well, that's petty. That's up." No, that shows Mike's going. Hey, I'm great. I was great. I was great when I was getting older. He goes, "I'm still. I'm. I'm. I'm arguably the best basketball player on the planet, and I'm going to prove to you, and I'm going to keep showing you that I was the best basketball player on the planet." So now here's your reminder. And I, I think it's great. I'm like, release it, release everything. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I'm eagerly waiting for this, and I can't wait to see it. And and um, I, I know, as we mentioned, they've been out. The, the LeBron fans been out for an effect, and and uh, you know, but it, it's good. I, I think people need to kind of see this and and um, realize, you know, the competition that Jordan went against, uh, what it, what it took. Um, don't get it twisted. In the '90s, there were some great, great NBA teams. Um, that Jordan has caused not to get a ring. So uh, we can go into details and like that. I'm pretty sure the last thing we'll cover this, and that's why you see a lot of cameos on this uh, documentary. That's going to be a lot of people that's going to, you know, discuss what's going, what all happened everything around this time. So I, I just, I um, was reading like a bunch of athletic articles and, and, and just the anticipation just kept building, you know, looking at the guest list. They were saying that they cut the guest list down in half, and they actually had about... Um, I want to say eight or nine more hours of black production that they had to cut. Oh God, yeah, I guarantee, I guarantee you, this thing, this thing could have went for three months with how much stuff that they had if they were doing two-hour increments. I guarantee you. See, the bad part is, I really wanted it to release all at once. Them like to do a whole day marathon of it. That way we didn't have to keep waiting and waiting. And then you had to wait another week for it. And then you have to wait another week for it. Because I'm like, I just want to see all of it at once. Just sit and watch all of it. But I get that they want to get ratings, especially now with everybody sitting at the house. But I'm, I'm recording it as well. So I, I'm going to have it. And it better not get deleted for some cooking show. <laughs> Uh, taking a jab at his wife. I like it. Love it. Love it, man. So, um, I was going to ask you with this documentary, man. Um, Jordan already came out and said, well, you know, if people didn't think I'm one, one, one of the biggest assholes now, and 
um, they're really gonna not gonna like me for <laughs> even more. I mean, what, what, what's your comments to Jordan saying that you know about how people just think that he's. Uh, well, if you do, if if, if you if when you were watching him play basketball, especially back in the day, you knew Mike was one of one of, if not the most competitive guy in the NBA, mm-hmm. and you knew he had to be an ass sometimes to his teammates because my all Mike wanted was perfection. Even though this dude could go out, drink, do whatever the night before, come out and drop 40. He still wanted it. He wanted his teammates not to do as he did, but he, he wanted them. He wanted them not to do as he did off the court. He wanted them to do as he did on the court. So Mike, Mike always wanted perfection, no matter what it was. And I think, especially with the year that they're following the bulls, in this documentary, I think a lot of it is going to be about how we perceive Mike as him acting out towards uh, Jerry Buss. Because we all know this was the year Jerry Buss told Phil Jackson he wasn't coming back and all that stuff. We all know that story. Mm-hmm. So now they're going to be diving in more into that story in this one. And I think I think this documentary is a big F you to people who talk. Don't think Mike's still the greatest in a big effort to Jerry Buston. You dismantled what was arguably the greatest dynasty in all of sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you're right. Um, greatest dynasty all in sports, and um, the Bulls have not been the same. I mean, they came close to being contention back in, you know, pretty much the late 2000s with, you know, D Rose and Joe Kim Noah and all that, but, you know, it, it's just not the same, you know. You, it's a big shoe to fill. You know, you walk up to United Center and you see his area statue just out there. So, um, this is level of expectation among Bulls fans that they haven't seen in about at least a decade or so. Um, so, it, it's, it's it's good to see, you know, particularly Bulls fans to kind of, you know, reminisce the good times and and learn more about their squad and and everything like that. So, um, I'm. I'm just very excited for it. Um, I do ask the LeBron fans, uh, as we call them, Bron sexuals, uh, to just come out with open mind. I don't think we'll hear any LeBron jabs. You don't need to take any jab LeBron in this documentary. Nah, there's, there's no jab. There's no jabs in this documentary at anyone. The only jabs they're going to be at are at people that messed up the Bulls and people that they were playing against maybe and stuff like that. But I, there's... There's going to be no jabs thrown unless it's at at people of that era. There's going to be nothing thrown at people this day and age. Exactly. Because really, really, they it really this this ain't what this documentary is about. This documentary is just to show you everything that these guys did in that whole year. Yep. Um, Everybody thinks it's going to be some comparison thing and everything like that. No, they're showing you just how good this team was. Because everybody's like, this is a Michael Jordan documentary. You know, if you want to watch a Michael doc- Jordan documentary, go watch Come Fly With Me. If you want to watch stuff on Just Don't Jordan, go watch those things that came out a while back. This is about the Bulls team of that year. Yep. People, people don't get it. They don't listen. <laughs> One last question in regards to this, and I'm pretty sure we'll – recap this um these doubles episodes that they're playing each week we'll, we'll, re, we'll uh, recap them but 
Um, are you going to have anything special food-wise? you going to have uh, Nicole bake you something to eat, something sweet to eat watching oh, the show? She's going to go sit in the room and watch something else, and I'm going to sit there and laugh and, and enjoy it. I'm just going to sit and watch. And no food, no nothing. You may put my little hat on. But it, it, this is just something I've been looking forward to. Uh, I, I was willing to wait till June. But now that they brought it out early, I'm just like, okay, let me sit, let me watch, let me enjoy. So this is just, it's just one of those things that people don't get. Some people that are sports fans don't get. But this is one of those things the basketball fans are just really going to enjoy. Yep. I uh, no, you're not going to have anything. But I'm probably going to order some pizza, man. And I was about to say, you're going to order some Chicago-style pizza? <laughs> Got to find one around I'll there. I'll make a Chicago hot dog. There you go, <laughs> Chicago hot dog. So, but yeah, I'm I'm just gonna order some pizza, man. I probably bake some cookies. This this is my my Sunday night where I watch a couple shows. Anyways, I watch Westworld, and that I watch that at like ten o'clock. Ah, that's being pushed back for this documentary. So, exactly. <laughs> like I said, though, I'm I'm recording it and probably gonna watch it live. So, I, I, what I'll do is I'll watch it tonight. And then tomorrow when I'm not doing nothing, I'll watch it again. And then Tuesday when I'm not doing nothing, I'll watch it again. And then Wednesday when I'm not doing nothing, I'll probably watch it again. <laughs> Thursday, I'll probably take a day off. Friday, I'll take a day off. Saturday, I'll watch it again. And then Sunday, right before the new episode, tomorrow, I'll watch it again just so I can get refreshed. Nice, nice. This will be, be one of the things that will stay on forever. This... This will stay on my DVR forever. This is what has stayed on my DVR forever. Mm-hmm. Bing Bang Theory last episode has been on since it aired. So it's it's not ever been deleted. Uh, the Dale Earnhardt documentary has never been deleted off my DVR. Um, I think Sons of Anarchy series finale hasn't been deleted. And now this one won't be deleted. And I think the, uh, I think the Steve Spurrier... 30 for 30 that they did that was on the SEC network is still on there as well so yeah that's that's the stuff that won't be deleted off of my thing <laughs> nice. um, Kevin did you hear about that Wade and Jordan story that they dropped recently no 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 which one are you talking about the one where he got drafted <clears throat> to the heat and um I'm gonna explain this to you. Maybe you didn't, because I I read a lot of articles, and this is a lot of quotes when you know people that met with Michael Jordan. Um, but Dwayne Wade had his draft party in Chicago, and um, yeah. they invited some you know some friends out, you know, at a little bar and club, whatnot, hanging out. And security come up the way was like, hey, or one of the friends come up he was like, hey man, um, Michael Jordan at the door. He was like, um, well. Like really? He's like, no. Nah, you playing? He's like, no. He's at the door. He's trying to get in. Well, why we won't let him in? Cause he won't pay. <laughs> man, you don't. You don't make Michael Jordan pay for anything. If the man wants to come in, let him come in. <laughs> so funny. So the way, way you know, eagerly he run outside. You know, this is idol. So he run out there and, and meets him. And um, he was like, hey man, I just want to stop. And he he got a motorcycle on, or and he got a few of his friends on a motorcycle. He's like, hey man, I just want to stop by. And uh, taking grass, I, I want to be let in, but you, you guys won't let me in. Um, he like, but I want to take congratulations on being drafted. And uh, Dwayne Wade was like, "Hey, you want to come in for a little bit?" He's like, "Nah, I just want to congratulate you. Have a good night." And peeled off on his motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> How you not? 
not going. How first off, if you're doing anything in Chicago and Michael Jordan comes by, how are people not letting him in? I know. I mean, that's like, one, that's that's automatic. If Mike pulls up to your place in Chicago, Mike should have a clear leeway of anywhere in Chicago that he could walk in at any time he wanted to. Right. <laughs> like you don't need no reservation. He don't need to be told he can come in. He should just automatically be able to walk in. Oh man. It's funny. <laughs> that, is, that is funny. But I think Mike should have a clear leeway to go anywhere in the world if he wants to go into it. Right. Nah, I thought you appreciate that story. It just That was uh, Dwayne Wade first time meeting Jordan. And was- I see the Dwayne Wade thing to where he said, uh, watching this championship when they won it, he knew right then at nine years old that this is what he was wanting to do for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. So thought you appreciate that little story, man, that I read on the uh, athletics. So um, just people with <laughs> first interaction with Michael Jordan, they had like a whole bunch of people that um, had like their different interactions with him and stuff like that. So pretty cool. Mine was at the baseball game. Yeah. My intera- yeah. My, I never told you the story. Go ahead. He, uh, he play- when he played baseball for the Birmingham Barons. Mm-hmm. They played the Jacksonville Suns a lot. And so he was playing, and they were playing a weekend series. Well, we wasn't able to go to the Thursday, Friday, uh, Thursday or Friday game. So mom got us tickets to go see him on Saturday. Right. Well, of course, the day I go to go and see him, Mike's not playing. <laughs> and I'm like, son of a bitch. But we get, there, uh, we get there early because I wanted to see if there was a chance I could – Go in early, and we got there. When I say we got there early, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. We got there. Early. So we got there early, and me and Mom are happened to walking up, and Mom knows the security person because this the head of security person that's there worked with my mom at Blue Cross and Blue Shield. Oh, okay. So she goes, "Hey, Jean, how are you doing?" And Mom goes, "Hey, how are you? We're doing okay." She goes, "Why did y'all get here so early?" And she goes. Kevin's a huge Michael Jordan fan, and he wanted to see if he could get in beforehand and get a picture or get an autograph or something. I don't even because I had I had the Bulls jersey mom bought me, but I was wearing the baseball shirt that they came out with mm-hmm. because you know me back then had everything, everything Jordan, <laughs> everything my mom could buy me Jordan. I had Jordan stuff. Mm-hmm. So she goes, she goes, well, hold on a minute, and she goes and she gets us these little things, and she's like, okay, y'all come in. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, y'all, y'all come in. So we got to go into the stands area way before anything opened up. So they were out there throwing the ball around, taking batting practice and everything. So we're out there watching them. And lo and behold, Mike's out there throwing the ball. And we're standing kind of kind of in the outfield. You've been in the new stadium, right, mm-hmm. in Jackson, the Jumbo Shrimp. Well, you know, kind of. Where that side berm is, where everybody sits down, right near the tiki bar. Mm-hmm. We were standing kind of right there because he was in the outfield. But it looked completely different back then because it was a different stadium. But that's kind of similar where we were sit- standing at. So we were standing there, and Mike's throwing the ball. And after he gets done throwing the ball, I yell, Mr. Jordan. I was still polite back then for some odd reason. And I said, Mr. Jordan, can, can I get a picture or – autograph or anything and mike comes over and he's like sure buddy and so he comes over and he sits there and talks to us for like 
a few minutes and then signs my Jordan, signs my jersey, um, takes a picture with me, which we lost the picture, which I'm extremely sad about. We lost the picture, but my Michael Jordan jersey is still in a safety deposit box that we have. So that's my Jordan story. But I got to meet him, took a picture with him, sit there and talk to him and everything. He was extremely nice during his baseball days. So I don't know why people were calling him mean. But he, he he was a nice guy, and when he put when he took the picture, he put his hands on my shoulders because mm-hmm. he was standing kind of in out. But he put his hand on my shoulders, and his fingers were so long, they went from my shoulders all the way down almost to my boot. And I'm like, holy crap, this dude's hands are huge. <laughs> but yeah, Mike Mike was an extremely cool dude. I, I I got lucky and was able to at least talk to him for a second. And I, I was almost speechless, but I, I got some words out. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, I'm one of the only few. I'm one of a few people that actually got to watch him play baseball and basketball. So nice. Um, my Jordan story is a little bit different. I uh, when he played, he played for the Chicago White Sox, and um, they play. You know, uh, the Cleveland Indians. They had a spring training field down here at Channel Lace and Warner Haven. So my dad, you know, was like, hey, let's go to the game, blah, blah, cool, cool. Um, so I remember I had ran to the bathroom, and I was like, and, um, it's like, man, I need to go to the bathroom. So my dad ran to the bathroom right quick. And um, kid you not, because this was a time where they had, like, uh, like a recession or whatever. I'm not, I'm not too familiar with baseball, but, they, you know, they, they had a break or something like that. And happened to be behind the gates was Mike, Michael Jordan. <laughs> I'm trying to call his name, and at this time, I'm probably like nine. Nah, my dad hear me calling his name. I'm like, Michael, Michael, you know. And I was like, Hey, can you uh, can you sign something, bro? You know, can can you sign something? And you know, he was very respectful. He's like, Not now, nah, kid. I can't. It's like, Oh, okay. And I guess he had to get back to you know, get back to the game. But I don't know. He was very respectful. He just said, Not now, kid. And you know, I wish I could, but not now. And um, so. It was cool. I got a song for it, man. I froze up a little bit. I'm like, that's like, yeah. I think we all, froze. I think we all froze because when I saw him come walking towards me, I definitely froze up. Yeah. Nah. I was like, uh, shit. Here comes Mike. What the hell am I going to do now? <laughs> oh man, you know, just a legend in your presence, man. Don't know. But it, it was that, and then I think the only time I went and I, time I went and watched him play basketball is my aunt, my aunt Tammy. Mm-hmm. She knew she knew a guy at her work that owned that had Orlando Magic season tickets. Nice. And my mom and them, mom mom and dad wanted to take me to the Bulls game, but could never find tickets because they were always sold out mm-hmm. for the Magic. So my aunt got a hold of her boss, and he had three tickets, and he was like, and she was like. My nephew's a huge Michael Jordan fan. His mom and them want to take him because he's done good in school, which that was a lie. But my aunt was just telling him that just so he could, she could try to get him. <laughs> and she was like, he's doing good in school, uh, but he's a huge Michael Jordan fan, and they really want to take him to, to, to see the Bulls. And he was like, well, I'll sell him my tickets. He was like, no problem. Uh, we're not going to be able to make it anyway with some tickets. So... So mom and dad get the tickets from my aunt and everything. So we're, I'm get, I get up, and I remember it because it was a Friday night game. And I'm getting ready to go to school. And mom goes, no, you're not going to school today. And I was like, 
why? Is it, is it like a holiday I don't know about or anything? And she goes, no, this. And they sit the tickets down in front of me, and then I read them. And I'm like, holy shit. And I'm not allowed to cuss back then because I was young. So I said, holy shit. My mom goes, watch your mouth. And I was like, okay, but this. And she's like, yeah, we're going to see the game. So it was things like that when you're a kid or when you were younger. It, 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 it resonates with you. And then, I, of course, I wore the Air Jordan, Air Jordan shirt. It had Bugs Bunny on the back and Michael on the front. Uh, Space Jam days. <laughs> so I got to go and do that. So we got to go. We got to go down and see uh, see the Bulls play the Magic. So and that and that was a good time. I didn't get nowhere near the court because we were up in the in the we were up in the normal level that me and you sit at whenever we go to a basketball game. <laughs> but this was at the old place, yeah. so you knew how high up that bad boy was. Mm-hmm. That bad boy was a lot higher than the new stadium. Yeah, so we saw a little ant dunk. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah, I only got to see Jordan in the Wizards form because <laughs> tickets, like you said, were oh, mad expensive. So, did you go to the final game he played there? Huh? Did you go to the final game he played there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yep. That's when I was in. I don't. Have, did we meet before then or no? No, that was definitely not. <laughs> that was two thousand and one. Yeah. Yeah, cause yeah, cause I was in the military and I was driving back down, cause I came up, came up for leave, drove back down, stopped in Orlando. I was like, I'm gonna go to a Magic game if they have one. And I was like, Oh God, they're playing the Wizards. I completely forgot Michael Jordan played for the Wizards. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. And I was just like, just gonna go to the game. So then when I get down there, I go to the ticket office. I'm like, Why the hell are all these people standing out here? And they were all like, oh, yeah, we're all trying to get three or four tickets to go to go to the game tonight because this is Michael's last game here. And I'm like, holy shit, this is Michael's last game here. So I was like, um, I was like, how many tickets are everybody waiting on? They're like, two, three. And I was like, okay, I'm just waiting on one. They were like, really? You're just waiting on one? And the ticket lady heard me. And she goes, I have one available. I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> so I went and take 12, too. Nice, nice, yeah. I remember I had got some tickets back in uh in high school. Yeah, I was in high school then and I got the tickets, so um oh, I even ran across the pictures of it. Did you? I had the pictures in my uh in my uh, in a little cabinet over here, the pictures of that last game that I took with Mike. Because I remember it was kind of it was almost a passing of the torch S game. Mm-hmm. Him and McCrady were going at each other the whole game. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, that was cool. I, I enjoyed it. Sweet, man. Nice. All right. Look, how things just, you remember all of this stuff just because, just because of sports. And that's what we're missing right now is because we don't have anything going on right now because of this crap. So it's fun. This is going to be, this is going to be a fun way for everybody to reminisce and talk about it and keep the relevance of everything that's going on right now. Nice. All right. We spent 30 minutes talking about this. Let's um, move to the uh, NFL draft that we got coming up this Thursday. Um, and ain't it cool? We get this, and then we get the NFL draft right afterwards. <laughs> yep, man. So 
So this is like up Kevin's alley. This week is all on me. <laughs> yeah, man. So we, we got NFL Drive coming up here. They're going to uh, do it digitally. It's going to be cool to see how this goes. As I mean, Kevin talked about this before. You know, the whole coronavirus uh, uh, pandemic is going around. So now the NFL have to change their strategy uh, a little bit. So we'll see how this works yeah, out. But... <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. So what, what's your thoughts on, you know, the draft setup and, and um, how they going to do this? See, I, I, I like it. Uh, what this is going to do, though, is espe- and especially for the later rounds, it is going to make the scouting department huge. Because now you make you're not able to bring guys in for workouts and interviews and all this stuff by stuff like that. The combine is way out of everybody's thought process right now. This is going to be that draft where people are going to get drafted based off of their field. And the scouts are really going to earn their money this year more than they have any other year. And that's what I'm looking forward to is to see what people's mindset and thinking about certain draftings and stuff like that go into it. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to it. I think I think this is going to be unique. I, I, I think it's going to be cool to see these guys from their house. <laughs> you saw? Did you did you see the video where they the NFL sent all the uh, stuff they wanted these guys to use for their uh, for their calls and everything like that when they get called up? No. What what they what they sent to them? Yeah, yeah, the video where they sent them a camera, a computer screen, a big computer screen, a camera to set up at their party. So they can see everybody that's at the party and stuff watching as well. And they send them all kinds of stuff. That way they can make sure that when they get the call, they're, they're, they're able to get on screen and, and nothing screws up. I think they even sent them a Wi-Fi box <laughs> so where they make sure that nothing goes wrong <laughs> during the thing. It was, it was kind of cool. One of the, uh, the prospects, I think it was uh, ran back from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan put up on his thing. He goes, look what they just sent me. He's like, I got all this crap <laughs> just for the draft. And so, yeah, so they're, they're, they're trying their best to, to, to make it work to the best of their abilities. And NFL Network and ESPN are combining forces, mm-hmm. which I hate because I love watching the draft on the NFL Network more than I do ESPN. Because I like the people that are on the NFL Network more than I like people that are on ESPN. Right. Right. I have a bet with somebody. I guarantee you, as soon as it comes time for the Jaguars to draft, they'll go to commercial like they always do. <laughs> uh, you already making that bet, huh? <laughs> every year that we, think about it. Every year we went to the event or went to anything, what has happened right before the Jaguars come up to pay? They went to commercial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This man. I said, I guarantee you they do it again. Gotcha. I'm looking forward to it, though. I'm, I'm curious to see. curious to see how everything goes, especially uh, now with all the rumors and stuff coming, especially for my team uh, coming out saying, 
Yeah, we've got more names on the trading block and upper picks and stuff like that, and maybe even other players. I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Nice, man. Yeah, you know, of course, there's always this this uh, time where, you know, the rumors come up. So, um, you just wonder what's going to happen here with, with all the rumors and everything like that. What's, what's one of the rumors that you're hearing for your Jags? No surprisingly, Leonard Fournette is on the trading block. <laughs> I, say, I say that sarcastically. I see that, yeah. Who knows how I felt about that pick when it happened. So, I'm like, oh, no, uh, supposedly, it has just come out that all the coaches and stuff, uh, they were not happy with Leonard at all. And I was like, well, that's what happens when you bring in a guy whose ankle's about to blow up. He won't come in for his treatments and stuff like that, and he acts like a prima donna even though he's done nothing to deserve it. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that team was just a – that 2017 was an anomaly that they all got along together to do that run because after that run I guess all of them got the big hit and they all thought they were too big for their britches and then we see what happened it exploded but the one guy that's taking all the heat is Tom Coughlin but apparently a lot of the players and stuff should have took some of this heat as well yeah all of it's coming out now so um but if one draft goes I don't have a clue what they're going to do <laughs> I have zero clue of what they're going to do. I heard y'all are wanting to trade up. Yep, I just read that today. To put the Alabama wide out. <laughs> yeah, uh, do, uh, do, but who do you want more? Do you want him or do you want Lamb? I want Lamb. Me personally, we do trade up. They're basically they're basically the same guy. Yeah. I just uh, Judy Judy. If you watch Judy run routes, it, it, he's head and shoulders over Lamb. But Lamb just does what every other Oklahoma wide receiver does. They just get open and, and release real fast and get off the ball. But I, I like Judy a lot more than I like Lamb. For sure. You'll be happy with either one of them if y'all get to trade up and get them. Yeah, that's why I say, yeah. We, I, 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 I have a, I've been saying we need to go with a receiver – uh, for a while, anyway. So um, I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping certain people fall, and that way we can we can have our pick of the litter, mm-hmm. or somebody want to trade up. I just got this awful feeling we're going to draft another offensive lineman in, in the top ten pick. And every time we drafted offensive lineman minus one with a top ten pick, it's proven to be crap. So I'm like, please don't go that route again. Just please, <laughs> please don't. Please don't go that route again. But I, 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 I'm going to have a fun week, though. Starting Thursday night, I get to watch. I watch the draft and everything like that. And get to yell at the TV when they do draft the offensive lineman. <laughs> now I have to watch an extra, though, because we got them damn two first-round picks. Mm. So I'm like, tough. So I'm going to watch nine and then all the way to 20. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, so but, the funny, but the funny part is all the mock drafts that are coming out and everything have been – they're saying don't trust any of them because with the way that they're having to scout and do everything this year, it's going to be completely different than it's been in, in all these other years. The biggest, the biggest 
loophole or the biggest person to see what happens with in this draft is Tua. Yeah. Because Tua's not been able to go and get his hip looked at by people. He's just been on phone calls with people. He hasn't been able to get a physical or looked over and anything like that. So he is the biggest he's the biggest mystery as far as it goes in this draft. Because no one knows what his status is. Right. And that's that's one of them things. If he's there, is somebody going to take a chance on him or what's going to happen? And, and no one knows just yet. Well, I mean, we already know who's going one, two. It's Burrow and Young. <laughs> After that, but, not, I think. Which I, th- I think the Young the young thing, yeah, he, 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 he got off against a bunch of teams that they played. But when he played teams with dominant offensive tackles and stuff, he no-showed. And he's really not there for the run game either. So it, 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 I'm not sold on Young. I know he's he's going to be up there, but I, I'm 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 not sold on him at all. Okay. All right. Play, play for Ohio State. The, the only guy I like coming out of Ohio State this year is the corner. I think I think he's going to be a really good pro. Nice. All right. Anything else? Uh, you can't. You know, with the whole projection and stuff like that, the drivers, like you said, we just gonna have a bunch of loopholes and surprises in the ways, and pretty sure we'll recap all the surprises and everything coming up on that as well. Um, yeah, this one, this one's gonna be this is gonna be one of our more fun. This is gonna be one of the more fun drafts, just by the way that everything is played out with it. Nice. I think I think it'll be cool. I'll, I'll enjoy watching it. I know you'll watch it too, and then me and you'll be texting back and forth. Can you believe this idiot? <laughs> Actually, you'll probably be at work, and I'll have to text you who the freaking Broncos draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't have the phone in the office because I'll be in the office on Thursday, and um, for the most part, I, I can kind of hide the, the screen a little bit to watch a little bit of the draft, but I just can't blow it up full screen. I get yelled at or get in trouble. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna have to text. I'm gonna have to text you and be like, Cortez, look who y'all got. <laughs> yep, yeah, I started watching clips and stuff like that. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident that it's going to be a receiver. I just, yeah, I, I think, I think y'all probably will end up trade, trading up to go and get it. Because once it gets to a certain spot, Judy's going to be gone. Yeah, Dem- Dem- Denver's, uh, Denver's. If that's who they're, if that's who they're craving, he, 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 he's going to be gone pretty quick. Yeah. So, Dem- like I said, it's going to be one of those fun things. Yeah, Denver's definitely um, they're 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 trying to go and pushing the chips in a little bit more with all the moves they made. So you can tell they're trying to. Um, and don't be surprised if we see three or four quarterbacks go in the first round. Yeah, I know three for certain. I know three probably in the top ten. Nice. We see who that is. Who will, we got three top ten. So who who who, who, you, who who you got your three quarterbacks in the top ten? You got Herbert, Tua, and Burrow. Burrow, okay. Yeah, Burrow's gonna go one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going. If all things go uh, go the way they should, uh, Miami, they're either gonna go Herbert or, or Tua, mm-hmm. and then either the either the Raiders or the Chargers are gonna take a quarterback. And it and may and it may be the kid for uh, that love kid too as well, so I I just think three or four will go in the top ten. Okay. 
I definitely think four will go in the first round. But I think I think three will go in that top ten. Cool. Which I'm praying that three go in the top ten. <laughs> Just I hope some of them they'll go at number nine. Uh, all right, uh, Kevin got a good little game that he want to set up and play. Um, so I'll go ahead and let him explain it, and then we'll we will go ahead and answer the questions. So, okay, with this crazy, stupid virus coming around, and I've heard this on a thing or two before, it's kind of like all of them things you've been seeing on Twitter and all that stuff. What I want me and Cortez to do is take our respective college and pro team, which one of them are the same. So we'll have similar people on there. But I want us to take, we have one drive from the 20 to score a touchdown. And if they score a touchdown, coronavirus is evaporated. So I want to take a receiver or two receivers, a tight end, a running back, and a quarterback from our respected favorite NFL and college football teams and a coach for each team to score the said touchdown. And it could be the coach can be an offensive coordinator or a head coach. If he's a combination of both, then you're fine. But we're going to see who we would assemble to score a touchdown to eradicate the coronavirus. (laughs) Right. So we, we want to do the pro team first because I think our college team will kind of be similar. Okay, yeah, we do pro. Okay, so we'll do the pro team first, and I'll let you go first. What position are we doing first? Okay, we'll go uh, – Okay, well, we'll start it with the most important. We'll start it with quarterbacks. Quarterback, okay. Um, I can go – two ways here, but I'm going to go with the recently biased one and I'm going to go ahead and, and go with Peyton Manning for our wow, for John Elway. I know. I know. That why, that's why I said it's, it's recently biased and, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Peyton. <laughs> wow, I'm shocked you didn't say Tim Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say him for college. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Um, so, uh, pro quarterback for the Jaguars. Which one would I take to win a ball game? Uh, score the touchdown. I'm gonna go with um, the way I'm gonna have everything set up. I'll go with Mark Brunel. I'll take Brunel. Take Mark Brunel. And this is prime, and these are guys that are in their prime too. So. Brunel could run and get away from everything. Okay. I'm, I'm going to take Brunel. Nice. All right. All right. So, which which one you want to do next? Uh, we can go running back. You want to take running back? Okay. Well, this one's easy. Yeah, this one easy for. I know both. I know both of ours. <laughs> well, go ahead and go with mine. Who you think I'm gonna choose? We're taking Terrell Davis. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh-huh. And you know who I'm taking? <coughs> Fred Taylor. <laughs> exactly. We don't have we don't have that there. There's nothing here. Although I did think because it's the score touchdown. I was thinking in the new day and age of football with the passing game and everything that Mojo 
might be the little better option, but then I remember Fred could catch the ball too. So That's good we're going to go with Fred. Yeah. Good pick, man. Either way, you can go with uh, Mojo, you know, because, you know, he's a great catcher out the backfield too. Exactly. And and he could pop off an 80-yard run just like Fred could as well. Too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I would have been like, damn, no Fred, but – yeah, I'm taking Fred. Fred. <laughs> I knew you was gonna take Fred. So Fred in his prime was one of the best running backs in the game for that little period of time. But he just got overshadowed because he was in the prime golden era of running backs. Nice. So. Okay. So the next one we're gonna do uh two wide receivers. No, go tight end first. Oh, we'll go tight end first? Yeah, tight end first. Okay. Well, because I have, no, I know who you're going to choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Broncos. I'm going with uh, Shannon Sharp. Mascot. Yeah. <laughs> you said the mascot. <laughs> yeah, he does look like the mascot. So yeah, I will go with Shannon Sharp at tight end. <laughs> and I'm going to take. I'm going to take Pete Mitchell, Ooh. who was the, was the Jaguars' best pass-catching tight end that they ever had. Mercedes Lewis comes in a close second, but I want people that are going to catch and can stretch the field a little bit. And Pete was, Pete, especially with the uh, with the repertoire he had with uh, with Mark Burnell, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Pete Mitchell. Nice. Okay. Cortez is like, who the hell is Pete Mitchell? I know. I was going to tell you, uh, what, what era did he play in? He was the uh, he was the early he was the early Jaguar era. Okay. He was the uh, he was the one that was there when we were going to Denver and beating Denver. And uh, yeah, I had to throw that in. <laughs> jab 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 jab. <laughs> exactly. He was there to hear and all that. So yeah, I, I, I'll take Pete. Okay. Uh, now the receiver. All right. So my receivers. I'm going to go with uh, Rod Smith, and, and and I'm gonna line him up next with uh, I'm gonna go with um hmm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Demarius Thomas. I go with Demarius Thomas. Oh, okay, I thought you was gonna go with Demarius, especially since he had all them catches with uh, Peyton Manning as well. Yes, I mean I just watched that uh, classic um. Um, Steelers and Broncos game, the uh, the Tebow miracle. I watched, I watched the uh, the play, yeah, because I kind of caught yeah, it like, I, at the end, like it was, in the fourth quarter. So it was on last night, and mm-hmm. I sat there and watched it. Yeah, no, I I, I watched it, man. So that was the. This should up Howard Jones in for sports. <laughs> that, that was the uh, the beginning of uh, the Marys Thomas uh, resurgence. So um, that was pretty cool to see, and then you know. Uh, everybody around around Tebow. That that was a fun team, man. I'm I'm not gonna lie. That was a very very fun team. I, I didn't expect that team to be uh, that good. <laughs> to be honest, well, that all that all that madness started at that Miami game where they put him in. Yeah. When they put Tim in that uh, the Miami well the Miami game was his first start. Mm-hmm. And he played he played the game before and almost led him to a comeback win. But then he played in the Miami game and started, and he won that game, and he brought him back to win that game as well. So yeah, that, yep, yep. Man, that's this is a shame. All the shit I remember. 
<laughs> All right, so my receivers. Wow, this uh, this is fairly easy with with my my receivers. It's like I gathered the whole one team and just put them all together. It's uh, it's Jimmy Smith and Keenan McCardle. Dude, those were some good teams, man. Like some good Dude. receivers, man. Like yeah, Keenan McCardle. You know what's funny? You played a lot with him on um, um, Sega Dreamcast. They had the NFL. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, I used to play a lot with those. Those, those two was a lot of fun to play with. But yeah, and him, yeah, two, two, two great receivers. Two Thunder receivers. and Lightning. Yeah. And you, them boys were. Oh man, they were. Uh, I just. But my whole team is everybody from 1999 except Pete Mitchell. Because Pete Mitchell was from the earlier teams. Kyle Brady was the tight end in '99. When they went on the big run, but basically, my team, who I think will score that touchdown, is that ninety-nine team. <laughs> <laughs> they went fourteen and two, Cortez. That was a good team. The only team they lost to was the freaking Titans. People wonder why I hate the Titans. <laughs> now, who is your coach? My coach for the Broncos. Hmm. I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Mike Shanahan. I'm 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 just gonna go with Mike Shanahan. My thing. I mean, I could go with QBF, but QBF was also a disciple of Mike. Yeah. So <laughs> you just want somebody who who had an offensive mind, and our 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 best our best offensive person was uh, was during all those years was Kevin Gilbride. So I'm not even taking a head coach. I'm taking an offensive coordinator. I'm taking Kevin Gilbride to, to lead the drive to score the touchdown to, to end this crap. Nice. All right. See, that's why I gave you the caveat. You could take an offensive coordinator. But it basically was the damn offensive coordinator. So Yes. Like I said, with Shanahan, he was a running back whisper too, so that's why I just – Exactly. See, we got running backs too that we can just hand the ball off, and maybe in one play, this crap's all over with. I mean, we had running backs like Orlandis Gary that was running four thousand yards on a Mike Shanahan. So, dude, y'all had garbage. Y'all ran that zone freaking that zone freaking running scheme, and y'all brought a guy off of the freaking street, and he'd run for a thousand yards. It's crazy, crazy. Who was y'all drafted? Anderson. Mm-hmm. He had that one good year and was never heard from again. Yep. And I'm like, holy crap. I remember because I kept getting this rookie card, but it was it was one of the highest priced rookie cards. So I kept selling them off. <laughs> Smart idea. <laughs> because he was going nuts. And I was like, I'm going to sell this thing because I don't even know who the dude is. I just knew he was running for yards after yards after yards after yards. And then he went away and somebody else came in and played running back. <laughs> but God, everybody ran for freaking thousand yards. TD just happened to run for two. Yeah. <laughs> but either guy, but Fred, you could hand the ball off and at the twenty, and he could take it eighty yards, and then this stuff be over with in one play. So that's always why I pick Fred to do anything. Nice. <laughs> now our Gator team should be fun. Yeah, this is gonna be great. This gonna 
probably be all over the place. <laughs> now, now this is now I'm just telling everybody this is this one will show you the errors of football that Cortez comes from and I come from. Yeah, this is this is definitely going to show the differences. So first off, who's your coach going to be? That's the main one we're going to go with. Who's your coach going to be? Oh, listen, man, we run. Because you can't take the one I think you're going to take if you're going to have Tim as your quarterback. So here's the thing. I'm just saying. No, it's, 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 it's good. It's good. It's good. But I still believe in Tim Deep Ball enough to be on the Spurrier. So I'm, I'm, I, I, I trust a deep ball enough with Spurrier with, with Tim. Um, so you're gonna take Steve. I'm gonna take Steve. Steve, Steve can, Steve can figure it out. I believe in Steve. <laughs> <laughs> hey, plus with a running threat like Tebow, a quarterback too, man. He, he can make some magic happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take Steve as well. Okay. I just think if it comes down to a fourth down call or something like that on the drive, I trust Steve to run the right fourth down play. Because mm-hmm. I've seen Dan run some fourth down plays that I've been wanting to throw something at him. And I've seen, I seen Urban run some fourth down plays to where you want to throw something at him. Because they run them obvious plays. Steve wouldn't run an obvious play on fourth down and one. Right. So I, I'm going to go with Steve. <laughs> Now, who is your QB? We already know who your QB yeah, is. I, I'm a, I, I already gave it away, so I'm going to go with Tebow. <laughs> uh, see, this is where I said we're going to show our uh, we're going to show our ages because I'm going to take Danny Werfel. Not a bad pick at all. Not a bad. Pick. Yep, I'm, I'm going to take Danny. He matches he matches Steve to well, shoot, look what they did when he was there. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to take Danny. Now, who are you going to take as your running back? Listen, I got to go with the OG. I got to go with the legend. I'm going with Emmitt Smith on this one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I just now, now here, here's the thing. I'm, I'm getting crazy now because, you know, I'm going with Steve Spurrier, you know, Tim Tebow, and and Emmitt Smith. So, you, you you see I'm trying. Steve like to gun it out. But I'm and you're putting all these running people. I'm building I'm building a run offense for Steve right now. You're Steve, building a run offense for Steve Spurrier. Steve is probably pulling his hair like, what are you doing to me, son? <laughs> hence, <laughs> hence why I'm gonna give him Fred Taylor. Okay. I like that move. Not How funny is that, 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 my, that, my, that my pro team has Fred on it and the college team's going to have Fred on it. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. And now we're going to go, now we're going to go to one that's going to be the killer of the team. Uh, tight end. <laughs> I'm going with Aaron Hernandez, man. That's why I said it's going to be the killer of the team. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going with Aaron Hernandez, man. Um, <laughs> I, 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 here's the thing. I know how I know how Spurrier likes to work. I, I know how he likes to kind of use the field and everything. Mm-hmm. So I am going to take Trey Burton. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to take I'm going to take Trey because not only will he play. 
tight end, but they can give him the ball as a running back, and they can give him the ball in some trickery plays that we know Steve would like to run. No Jordan Reed? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I always like tr- – no, Jordan Reed pissed me off when he fumbled the ball at that one Florida-Georgia game that we went to. <laughs> so after that – yeah, after that, me and Jordan are on the outs. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> um, receivers. I can go for it on this. Um, so, like I said, I, I I am given enough where I got to realize that I got Tim Tebow quarterback, so I got to get a slot receiver that's fast for him in case he need to go open in wide spaces. I'm going with Percy Harvin. I wonder who that's going to be. <laughs> so, I'm going with Percy Harvin. As my, huh. It's my first choice. Um, my second choice, um, nice little deep threat that he can get available and, and – um, very, very receive good receiver that can get yards at the catch. Um, I'm going with Jabbar Gaffney. Oh wow, wow! <laughs> Jabbar Gaffney out the Heine. Yeah, man, I'm going with Jabbar Gaffney. Wow. So that that really is came with something about what show our age and how we are going to differ on this. I uh, yeah, I, I was watching Jabbar Gaffney a lot, uh, of course, uh, growing up. So yeah, Jabbar Gaffney, Percy Harvin is my as my wide receivers. <laughs> well, yeah, I want to take Percy, but I just I, I want to be a little different, mm-hmm. just because we could always all take the same people over and over again. Yeah. So as my little real speed guy and everything like that, I'm gonna go with Jacquez Green. Ooh, I was thinking about him too. <laughs> and then, and then as my as my other wide receiver, I'm gonna go with Danny Werfel's favorite target. Of all time, and I'm going to go with Redell Anthony. Hey, Redell Anthony's the man. As we like to call him, the FSU ankle breaker. <laughs> Redell Anthony is the man. I didn't watch him so, on his Bucks days too, man. <laughs> oh yeah, they were, they were all they were all good. But I almost went with Chris Doring, mm-hmm. just because him and Danny Werfel had this ungodly connection that. I still don't know, and for some reason, Steve loved running plays for Chris Doring, but I just like I just like the mix of speed and precision route running with Ruby Dale and and Jacquez Green. So I, I I think I think both of our team could end coronavirus. I'm just not sure how the hell Steve Spurrier is going to pull off all that stuff with you and your running football team. Hey, so. Like I say, man, I, I'm just thinking the long haul, you know. Uh, He's the reason Emmett left school early <laughs> because Steve didn't want to run the ball. <laughs> Listen, all, it, I, all I'm thinking about I'm, is 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 a, is a read option. You got T, you got Tebow, you got Smith, and then you got Percy Harvin out there in the slots. And Jabbar <laughs> Gaffney is your, if he if he can just break a go route, he's there. And Aaron Hernandez is just. Um, strong. And I, it's, he's got killer strength. <laughs> Kill him. He, he, he's got killer strength. <laughs> Let me stop. Yeah, I was, I was hung up on who to pick at tight end. <laughs> I'm done, man. I'm done, man. We we uh, we can take a stab at these Aaron Hernandez jokes all day, but I think we. Uh, oh, that was a shot in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I retire. I retire. That was a fun game, man. 
<laughs> it, it, it is kind of fun. I heard it the one day. Uh, it was like all them things that are coming out on Twitter, though. Like, if you had 10 shots against Prime Michael Jordan, would you make one for $5 million? Yeah, I respond. I was like, listen, every, every dog has his day. And I, I would take my shot. I would fail tremendously. But, you know, one day I might have a shot that go in. The other ten or twenty, he's gonna block. But you know, you, you saw what I would put. I put right. Would you? Put? I said I'm checking it, and I'm standing at the top of the key. I'm checking it, and as soon as I get the ball back, I'm firing off ten shots. <laughs> I know you make I said, one. I said with the percentage I shoot, I'm going to make one. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh man. <laughs> All right, anything else we want to add, man? I think we're at an hour. I think we're good. Um, no, I, uh, I just hope everybody is still staying safe uh, and doing what you need to do to keep you and your family and everybody uh, out of harm's way during all this mess. Uh, don't worry. I think I think it's starting to – we're starting to hit that peak of where everybody said that we were going to hit, uh, and hopefully we're on the, uh, the the downward side of it. That way we can all go and hang out again and, and, and be around people. And actually, me and you can do this face-to-face with no mask on. And, <laughs> and just uh, hopefully hopefully, sometime soon we'll be able to get, get back to a sense of normalcy in the world because I don't think we're ever going to be normal again. But I think we'll be able to uh, to try to get back to some sense of uh, being that the way we used to be. Yeah, this is going to change how, you know, a lot of things happen. Like 9-11, you know, TSA and their guidelines, how they approach security uh, change. Uh-huh. So I can imagine how, you know, this uh, pandemic is going to change how we, you know, interact and, and talk I just to one another. Sit, I just want to sit and eat at a restaurant. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's going to be a... Uh, a while to everything get back to normal. 2020 has been a uh, one heck of a year so far. Um, it, let's just say what it has been, Cortez. It has been a dang shit show. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, everybody was looking for a movie, but they didn't think it was going to be a horror movie. So It's a shit show. So, But nonetheless, I, we're managing. Horror movie. <laughs> we're managing. It ain't even a good horror movie where the villain actually scares the crap out of you. The villain is a dang invisible thing that nobody even can see <laughs> exactly it's been a mess but hey we're still here we're still fighting and everything like that and um me and kevin we're gonna try the next week recap you know the nfl drive and um parts one and, and two one and two the parts one and two of uh of the last dance so should be fun all right, uh, make sure y'all stay tuned with me and Kevin during the week. Uh, make sure you follow the podcast page at Balls Not Court. You can follow me at Andamana CP. You can follow Kevin at where? Kevin C2415. Uh, Balls Not Court podcast is on Facebook. You can just type in the search bar and type in Balls Not Court. Give us a like, comment, shout there. Uh, we're also on uh, Podomatic. You can just type in endamonacp.podomatic.com. Uh, we're also on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Speaker, Google. Google Play, Windows, Anchor, Spotify, many other sites as well. I can't like to say. Maybe you listened to us before. Listen to us there again. Unless it's on Windows Zoom, because that thing don't even exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So thanks for listening, guys. Um, enjoy the content tonight. And uh, 
yeah, we're happy to get some kind of you know sports on the tube. So, uh, thanks for listening, Buzz Not Court Podcast. Speaking for Kevin Carr and Cortez Paul, y'all enjoy your evening. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.